Holy Spirit, amen. Last Sunday, I talked about God's love for us, his unconditional love. How we can't comprehend his love in terms of our human love, which has expectations, which ebbs and flows based on what people do or don't do for us. Today, we learn more about what God's love is like. Last Sunday, St. John, the theologian in his epistle, says God is love. So what are the qualities of love? This is what we hear about today. First, we hear in the end of the gospel, be merciful even as your father is merciful. So we know love is merciful. Love is forgiving. We see this in the life of Christ, how he forgave and he forgave and he forgave, even onto the cross, saying, forgive them. They know not what they do. This is a quality of love. It also says in the gospel, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the selfish. These are hard words. Well, they're good words for us, because how often are we ungrateful and selfish? So he's kind to us, even though we are exactly these things. We might hear that gospel reading thinking it's talking about other people, but it's talking about us. God is kind to us regardless of how we treat him, how we are disposed toward him, how we treat others. God is still kind to us. He has a generosity about him. But if you look closely, these two descriptions of him being merciful and of him being kind, in the gospel, they're actually a summary of what our Lord says before that. Right? That's the end of his point, is saying, look at how God is. What does he describe before that? Loving enemies, doing good to those who don't do good to you giving freely without any expectation of receiving anything back. This is what God's love is like. God is a God who loves those who hate him as well as those who love him, who does good to those who do good to him and those who do evil to him. And he is one who expects nothing in return. Nothing. He desires our love. He desires our love, indeed. But he gives and gives and gives, expecting nothing in return. These are the qualities of God and the qualities of God's love. And we see in this gospel reading how big God's love is for us. We are his beloved, his creation, his children. Like the father of the prodigal son, he patiently endures our rejection. And our rejection rejection again and again and again, day in and day out. God's love is unchanging and unconditional. So where are we in this? Because this gospel reading, you wouldn't have first thought, well, it's a gospel about God's love. You hear this gospel and you go, wow, those are some very strong commandments of Christ to us. Because what Christ says in the gospel many times is he says, you, as you wish that men would do to you, do so to them. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those 
to love them. And then he continues towards the end. But love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return. So it's not just a gospel about God and God's love. It's a gospel about us. These are commandments that he gives to us. Or rather, they're invitations into his love. If we want his love, if we want salvation, if we want heavenly blessedness, striving to do these things is the only way. And if we neglect or ignore them, we will perish. We will suffer eternally because we've chosen darkness over light, evil over good. At the very end of the gospel, it says, your reward will be great and you will be the sons of the Most High. We are sons and daughters of God. Sons and daughters of God by our existence, by our creation, and certainly by our baptism. But he's saying here, you will be sons of God doing these things, by doing these things. Because in fact, each of us are like the prodigal son even though we are sons and daughters of God, we've wandered away. We've gone to a far land. We've gone, spent, squandered things. Maybe we're at a point where we're in a pigsty. But we are all those who are away from God. And so the stakes are very high. If we don't do these things, we won't return to God. Because this is the nature of who God is, the nature of his love. So all of this centers upon one question, really, because we see these as commandments of God, but it's really a question that God is asking us. He comes to us like at the, the paralytic at the pool of Bethesda, and he says, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? We say yes. But in our hearts, so often the answer is no. I don't want to heal that. How could I begin to stop hating that person? Why should I give of these things that I have? I don't want to treat people that way when they treated me this way. So often the answer to our question the question that God asks us is, no, I don't want to be healed. So God in his love has given us many commandments, and each of those commandments, it's the same question. Do you want to be healed? Love your enemies. Do you want to be healed? Do good to those who don't do good to you. Do you want to be healed? Give expecting nothing in return. This is the path to our healing. This is our return to the Father's house. This is how we become healed. We must understand that every commandment is this same question. The Ten Commandments, these aren't arbitrary rules that God has given us, but rather they're invitations towards healing. Each and every command of our Lord. And he gives us difficult ones in today's gospel, no doubt. But the goal is that we are aiming towards that, we are striving towards that. Because if we don't strive towards that, the stakes are pretty high. If we choose to ignore or walk away from these or excuse why we don't need to, there is a very real outcome at the end of our lives. 
Today we commemorate St. Dionysios the Areopagite. How many of you have heard of him? He's in the Bible. He's in the, book, the Acts of the Apostles. St. Dionysios was uh, a dis disciple, a follower of St. Paul, if you were here in the Orthros and heard the lovely hymns about St. Dionysios. He was a part of the Areopagus, which was like the leading council in Athens at the time. Those who were great and lofty in their minds. Incredible philosophers. And he was a part of that. And when Paul came and gave his speech in the Areopagus, Dionysius was one that followed him. And St. Dionysius traveled with him for three years. He was made the bishop of Athens. He went on and uh, was converting people throughout Europe and then was martyred. But before his martyrdom, he left us with some profound theological works. And one of them is on the divine names, in which St. Dionysius talks about God's immense love through talking about all the names that we have for him, all the names that are throughout the scriptures. So many names that tell us the nature of who God truly is. Or Epsplachnos, we say this all the time in the services, the compassionate one. It tells us who he is. So many names of God, if you listen to the, even the divine liturgy, all through the divine liturgy, we can hear so many ways of describing who God is in his nature. But we can't come to know that God that St. Dionysius knew. We can't come to know him unless we accept the invitation, do you want to be healed? We can't do this by just saying, oh, I love God, and that's it. No. We have to be healed because we are sick, and we are sick with so many passions. And so our loving Lord, day in and day out, comes to us through situations in our lives to bring us that question. Do you want to be healed? Here right in front of you is an enemy. Are you going to love this person? Here's a person who needs more of your time and you feel like, I don't have any time to give. And yet we always do have time. It's just the time that's ours. Not the time that we want to give to other people. My brothers and sisters, if we don't strive to love our neighbors, to love all people, if we don't strive to give, if we don't strive to have no attachments, then we will perish. The stakes are very real. When our Lord says, love your enemies, it's an invitation, but it's an invitation that has a very real consequence if we don't accept the invitation. But our goal is simply to strive. We can't say, oh yes, I love my enemies, because that's delusion. I'd need to dig a little bit more deeply to see, no, I still have those people who are my enemies. Or my loved one who hurts me this way and that way is my enemy in this situation. There's so many ways that we can dig more deeply into this. The point is not that we are healed of this, but that we are striving towards healing. God is the one who will do the healing. And how much he heals us that we become as sanctified as saints, or not quite, that's up to God. Our striving is what we offer to him. But we strive day in and day out to say, I will follow the commands of Christ. I will accept his invitation to healing. Because each day our Lord comes to us and opens up his arms and invites us. He invites us into his life and into the light. You heard that in the epistle of St. Paul today. 
He said, God has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. We have the face of Christ coming to us, day in and day out, coming to us. And it is difficult. We see in St. Paul's epistle where he talks about all the afflictions of being afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. And we think about that in terms of Paul's own struggles, but these are our own struggles as well. We are afflicted in having enemies come at us and us trying to not make them enemies. That's an affliction. How do I take this situation where a person is assaulting me, verbally or otherwise, and to see them not as an enemy? These are great struggles. They're not small. They're as great as St. Paul's struggles himself. But through these struggles, we come to the face of Christ. Because God loves us so much. He loves us so much. What I say very often is God is more persistent. He's more persistent than any of us. If you have loved ones who have strayed or wandered away, don't be fearful. Pray for them. But God is more persistent than we are. God will keep on drawing them to himself because he loves them more than we love them. God loves us very much. And so he gives us these commandments on this day as an invitation. Do you want to be healed?